Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to New Jersey is the world. This is one of our funniest episodes you're about to hear. This is one of the most fun ones we've ever had, and it's all because of one of you out there. I thank you for it. Before I explain what that means, just have to say huge, massive thank you to everybody who came out to Force City Brewing in Orange, New Jersey on Friday. A lot of people responded super positively to my uh, my interview with the owner of the joint, Roger Aplon. And we got, I mean, just a ton of feedback from people saying they they were inspired by Roger and his approach and, and the his engaging demeanor. He's the man and Roger's the best, right? Just a thoughtful, charismatic person who's able to break down what it is to run a small business in this state. And we said, hey, if you're in town Friday, come through Orange, hang out. And it was a whole bunch of us. It was like the first community meetup we've ever had. And I met so many kind people who were out there listening to the show and it blew me away. So thanks to everybody who came out. And there were a whole bunch of people who uh, have joined up at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. And I bought them drinks for free. I was able to buy a whole bunch of drink tickets. So it, pretty much if you paid five bucks to join the Patreon this month and then you came to the uh, the meetup, I gave you a ticket and you got your five bu- bucks back in the form of delicious uh, micro-brewed beer, courtesy of Roger and his partners. It was a great time. Really great time. Listen, everybody, this episode, we've been doing these things on the Patreon, by the way. I do these uh, live streams monthly. Roundup, things that are topics that are on our mind in Jersey and are things that aren't probably going to take up a whole episode. Like, for example, this month we're probably doing a lot of talking about the St. Peter's basketball team and what's happening there. we got to talk about Doug Eddard from Nutley and his mustache. In fact, a lot of people didn't even know there was a college in Jersey City called St. Peter's and now they're becoming a national story. We're not going to do a whole episode of the podcast on that, but we'll do a live stream where we all talk about it. And invariably what's been happening is we go down these tangents People make jokes. I shout out the jokes. It's a good time. And last time somebody said, I got an episode idea for you guys. Do a New Jersey celebrity deathmatch tournament. I said, hell yeah. It's a great idea. And it's March Madness right now. So everything's all about tournaments. So I we went ahead, designed the tournament. 32 New Jersey celebrities. I put them in a random bracket. And you're about to hear us discuss who would kill who in fights to the death amongst well-known New Jersey celebrities. Really fun stuff. I hope you enjoy it. I feel like we're really starting to cook here. This community feels stronger than ever to me. Meeting up so many people face to face. It was such a cool thing. And feel very lucky to say that I can already see that the people who are enjoying this podcast, they're all just good, chill people who love this place, love laughing about it, love experiencing it. What a great thing. And you get to experience it more now with a lot of dumb jokes about New Jersey celebrities fighting to the death. And I uh, can't wait to bring you more. Just more bang for the buck. More more, more content. More laughs. More thoughtfulness. More stuff. More, more celebrations of this goddamn state I love so much. Enjoy this one, everybody. I'm recording. Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. New Jersey Kumite. I'm a Kumite expert now because I read that one in-depth article about Kumite's. Yeah, you know, I'd seen stuff about him before, but like I and I it's funny how that was like the precursor to like everything else that's happening now, like, you know, the MMA and all that bullshit. Well, he was just a liar, right? 
No, I think he's like legit. The Frank Duck stuff? No, he was like confirmed that all that shit was real, I believe. In that article, they they confirm quite a few things about him being in a real kumite. I think he exaggerated some things, but the, the people who wrote it were able to confirm like a pretty good number of facts that there was an actual kumite in Hong Kong for for like 10 years and that that guy was part of it. No, they said it was in the Bahamas. It wasn't in, it was like originally somewhere else. It was like uh, the Bahamas. That That's what that article said. Oh, I thought they said... They said it was in the movie was Hong Kong, but they, the real Kumite. Are you guys recording, by the way? Is everyone recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Yeah. I wish, we shouldn't even talk about this until we. I get feel like it. we should. I feel like we should leave it in and let people wonder why we're discussing Kumite. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We're gonna leave that in. Uh, Chris gathered here. This is New Jersey is the world. We won't. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. So you've already heard Mike D's voice. You've heard Bonaduce's voice, and you hear us discussing Kumites. Now, other fans of Bloodsport, great John Claude Van Damme movie from the '90s. You might uh, you might know that Kumite is referred to underground fighting tournaments. Why are we discussing that? Well, we were in the Patreon live stream that our, our Turnpike tier patrons get. We do this once a month. Someone threw out the idea, you should do an episode, New Jersey Celebrity Death Matches. I thought that was quite funny. Now it's also March. As we are recording this, it's the first evening of the Big East Tournament at Madison Square Garden. Is my mic messed up? There we go. Should be much better. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Okay, everybody. My mic is a lot better, everybody, because it has. I've been alerted that I had the wrong mic. So what you heard us rambling about was a kumite. You might be wondering, why were they sitting around shooting the shit about Kumites before Geth had the right mic connected? Well, Kumites, for fans of Bloodsport, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, uh, you know that a Kumite is like an underground fighting tournament, often to the death. And last month on our Patreon live stream, we do this once a month, we do the Jer- Jersey Roundup where we just do a live stream, get together with the Turnpike tier patrons. They're very loose, very fun. People throw out episode ideas, and it was tossed out there. You should do New Jersey celebrity death matches. I thought that was a really funny idea. Now, on top of that, it is March. And March, if you are a fan of sports at all, you know it's tournaments. Right now, as we're taping, it's the first night of the Big East Tournament at Madison Square Garden. It's an annual tradition I'm obsessed with. I watched I watched Xavier choke against Butler. St. John's is beating up onto Paul right now. And then right after our taping, I'm going to watch Seton Hall beat up on Georgetown, hopefully. Seton Hall, that's your team. Seton Hall should be going to the NCAA tournament. By the time we air this, the the tournament will be in action. Rutgers might go to the tournament. There's a chance Princeton could go. And uh, there's a chance Jersey might have three or four teams representing. So very Jersey in the new NCAA tournament this year. It's a time for tournaments. And one of our patrons threw out a really great idea to do New Jersey celebrity death matches. So what we're going to do tonight, Nick and Mike, I went and downloaded a bracket, blank, 32 uh, teams. So that would be like one full side of the NCAA tournament. I didn't want the episode to be four hours long, so we didn't do the 68 teams. <laughs> I filled it in with the names of a bunch of Jersey celebrities. Some of them are people we've talked about on the show a lot. Some of them are people we'll be discussing for the first time tonight. Oof. And we're just going to go bracket by bracket. We're going to whittle it down from 32 names to 16, to 8, to 4, to 2, to 1. And we're going to see which of the 32 Jersey celebrities I picked we think would last the longest in a celebrity deathmatch kumite. Uh, do we need D&D dice for this? 
Will this involve any D&D dice rolling to determine the I outcome? I don't think so, because I haven't attributed any attributes. Like, I haven't been distributing uh, different attribute points to these people. I think it's just our gut instincts. There's three of us, so I think um, whoever gets two out of three votes on it, as far as who would win, moves on. We keep it nice and simple. I think the one thing I want to get out of you guys, though, let's pick a Jersey location that we think would be the best place for our Jersey Kumite to take place. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'd say like instinctively, originally we'd just say like Giant Stadium or something like that. But no, I don't think that's like iconic enough. Inside the belly of Lucy the elephant. <laughs> that would be good. Which, by the way, you know we just missed. They did the thing. They rented out for Airbnb. Yeah, you can rent it out. I missed it. We just missed it. It was last oh. week, and it, they only do it like a couple nights a year. I can only imagine how you can even get on that list. Inside the belly of the elephant could be a good place for death matches. I mean, it could just be the medieval times castle. Be the basement of medieval times. I I feel like if they're really if you were going to have a Kumite in New Jersey, I would have it in Bayonne yeah. because you know that no one would ever say anything. Ever that you would be able to have under your Kumite in peace. Yeah, under the Bayonne Bridge. I mean, if there's a place where Kumites are most likely happening already in New Jersey, it is Bayonne. So let's say under the Bayonne Bridge, we meet up. Now, with 32 people, we have 16 matchups. So I'm going to say... Let's discuss certainly, but for the sake of time, in the early rounds, let's try to be expedient um, and really, really make some decisions so we can keep discussing more and more. Because I want to get through the entire tournament tonight in this episode, if that works for you guys. I'm game, and I hope that uh, executive producer Carson can provide appropriate Kumite fighting sound effects. Yeah, like I want have a blast with this one, Cars. Now, so everybody knows how I filled out this bracket. A bunch of them were names off the top of my head. I just threw them in in totally random slots. And then I went and said, when I started crapping out on thinking of 32, I just Googled famous New Jerseyans and any that made me laugh, <laughs> I threw them in as well. I didn't do like who's number one seed, who's number 16 seed, all that stuff. I just threw a bunch of names on a thing. If we ever do this again, I'll put more time and try to be a little bit uh, scientific, but... For now. Are they real or fictional New Jerseyans or a combination? All real New Jerseyans. All real. Oh, wow. Okay. I wasn't sure if I should do living or living and dead, so I went living and dead just for humor's sake. Yeah, that's better. Um, I tried to mimic the NCAA tournament in the sense of like NCAA tournament, right? It's like every year you're going to get like Duke's going to be in there and they're going to be a powerhouse. But then you're also going to have like whoever won the big sky conference tournament, like Montana will sneak in or like... University of Alabama at Birmingham will sneak in because they win their conference tournament from some small conference. So we got some powerhouse names. We got some out outlier names. Just like the NCAA tournament, I imagine we might have some people who win who are like the Cinderella story that go on little hot streaks where they keep defeating people who we might think are powerhouses above them. Who knows, right? But like you got your ACC teams, your Big Ten teams, your Big East teams in the NCAA tournament. You also got whoever won the conference USA tournament. You get one or two teams from uh, the West Coast Conference, the A-10. So we're going to mimic it. Enough talk. Let's rock. I figured... Um, Where's the list? You going to put it up? I don't know. Should I share the screen? Because that might indicate to you... That, that'll that let you guys see the matchups beforehand. Or, should or are you I, just going to call them out and then we just got to like... Maybe I'll call them out for round one and then I'll share the screen for round two so I can get your guys' reaction to surprises of any in the first round. So... Uh, first person, I figured if there was one person who was going to be the top seed, it would be Bruce Springsteen. He's going to be part of this Celebrity Deathmatch Tournament. In round one, 
Bruce Springsteen in this sort of haphazard, semi-random organization will be facing off with a New Jersey native funny man and former Howard Stern sidekick, Artie Lang. Bruce Springsteen versus Artie Lang fight to the death. Oh, Bruce Springsteen will beat the shit out of him. No question. He's like a washed up fucking cokehead. He's all heavy and shit. Listen, Artie's a great guy and he's been very nice to me. Like I I've I love him. I love him. I love him. I think he would probably agree. Uh, yeah. He'd probably laugh hearing you, a guy named Bonaduce, call him a washed up cokehead. I don't think Artie could even like lift a, like would even raise his dukes to Bruce. I mean, he has seen the shady side of life. Yeah, I have nothing against him. I, I respect him a lot, you know? Okay. I feel bad for him. But Mike D, you're in agreement, Bruce? I, I have to go with Bruce here. I mean, he came he came up on the tough streets of Asbury Park in a bar band in the seventies. He can clearly he can clearly swing a left hook when he needs to. And uh, Artie's like a guy from Elizabeth, so like I, in one way, I think that like he's probably tougher and dirtier in some ways. But like, I would have liked to seen Bruce against John Bon Jovi. Bruce is in great shape. Who knows? Maybe the bracket will build there and they'll face off. Who knows? That's true. That's true. Artie will be the guy in the Kumite where like in the last three minutes of the movie, they'll pan to the crowd where they show the fighters who've been knocked out and yeah. Artie will give like a solid nod at the guy who's about to win. So you can feel good that yeah. he yeah. put in his effort and we're, we're all happy that he's okay on the side. But, but he didn't make it out of the first round, but he was there. He's like the guy from Revenge of the Nerds that's like with the... Uh, with his like the American that goes over to fight with him, you know that they meet like in a bar. Round two, or not round two, but matchup two. <laughs> We've got uh, Fuji, the 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 woman who stole the show as far as Fuji's goes. I mean, Wyclef was great, Proz was great, but we all know Lauren Hill was the secret weapon of the Fuji. Lauren Hill, South Orange native, versus. The poet who wrote the famous words, "Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree." Joyce Kilmer. Oh. Lauren Hill versus Joyce Kilmer. Yeah, Lauren Hill. Round one. Lauren Hill, no question. Remember when we went to Lauren Hill's birthday party that time when we were teenagers? <laughs> what? Yeah. What are you talking about? <gasps> we went we went to her birthday party at um at May Apple Hill. What the fuck? You went and to not knowing. No, we were invited by the woman who ran the record store. And she said, Oh, you should come to Lauren's birthday. And we went up there. And all I'm saying is you know, she was cool, but she definitely is tough. She could knock out someone, a man with the first name of Joyce. So I'm just saying. Uh, I, wait, wait, was she already Lauren Hill at this point? Or was this just some like Essex County shit before they broke? I think the Fugees had a single out. So definitely, but they hadn't quite broken to be the Fugees. Yet. Probably Mona Lisa was their first one. Yeah. That's amazing. So they were. Was it a dope party? Yeah, it was super fun. Like giant cookout, everybody dancing, giving beer to 17 year old kids. Me. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Matchup three is, this is where you start to get men's NCAA tournament where you get those eight, nine seeds where it's like. This, the one versus the 16, you know the one's going to win, right? We all know Bruce is going to beat Artie. But when you get to eight versus nine, this is when you go, man, this is a real toss-up. This is one of my favorite matchups in the first round. Danny DeVito. Yeah, I knew you were going to say Danny DeVito. I knew you knew I was going to say Danny DeVito. <laughs> in a fight to the death against Judy Bloom. Oh, Danny DeVito. Oh, He's short man. and stout. What? I don't know about that. I think Bloom might take this one. I'm sure she's tough, but like you can't underestimate those short guys. They're just going to come in on you, and, and they're going to eventually they're just going to wrestle you to the ground. And he's a pretty like stout little dude. I'm going to go on record and say Nick Danny DeVito 
I think Judy Bloom takes this one. I think this all comes down to Mike D's vote. I need a picture of Judy Bloom. I have to. I see, need to see her physique. I'm gonna go with with Judy Bloom. She's from Elizabeth, right? Mike, you're saying Judy Bloom wins? I'm going with Judy. I think Judy uh, Bloom could take Danny DeVito. As much as I love Danny DeVito. I'm looking up a picture of her right now. I know she's pretty yeah, she's like a tall person. She's tall, she's got long arms. But it's tough when you're fighting somebody who's short. I'm telling you. Judy Bloom takes out Danny DeVito in the first round. Oh man. Okay. I'll give you that. Man, that would be a that would be a highlight reel. Realistically, yeah, I believe that. I'm loving this. Okay. Feel bad for Danny DeVito. I think he'd be a tough fight. Our next matchup in round two. Nick, this is going to be one that you care a lot about. Oh. And I'm going to say you have to at least let me say the second name for the sake of objectivity. Uncle Floyd and... Uncle Floyd. And we all know you're going to vote Uncle Floyd. At least let me say the second name for the sake of objectivity. Rutgers women's basketball coach and and, and, uh, Naismith basketball hall of famer (laughs) C. Vivian Stringer Stringer. in a fight to the death. Oh, she's going to beat him, but it's Uncle Floyd. How could you beat up Uncle Floyd? Also, this is my favorite episode we've ever done. Who would win in a fight to the death, Uncle Floyd or C. Vivian Stringer? This is why we invented this podcast, my friends. You should have had like Uncle Floyd against Danny DeVito. I mean, like that'd be a good fight. It would. That would be a hell of a fight. That fight has probably happened forty times <laughs> in the last thirty years. These two guys again. I've I once heard about Danny DeVito and Uncle Floyd fighting on the footbridge that spans the Great Falls. <laughs> Everybody spread that rumor. Spread that rumor, New Jersey. Danny DeVito oh and Uncle God. Floyd once got in a fist fight. They were fighting behind the, the Zapala truck at uh, the St. Anthony's Feast. You gotta get the Jersey Devil on here to tell some Uncle Floyd stories, which we won't mention. Who do we vote for on this? <laughs> Uncle Floyd Vivino or oh. Rutgers legendary Rutgers women's basketball coach C. Vivian Stringer? I mean, she's tall, but she has not been healthy lately. She she actually took a sabbatical this year from coaching to tend to her health. I, I have to go with my loyalty, even though I know it's against everything. I'm Uncle Floyd. Is the, I'm going to vote for the underdog. Nick is voting Uncle Floyd. This is tough one, but the reason, even though Vivian Stringer has been involved with athletics her whole life, the reason I'm going to vote for Uncle Floyd <gasps> wow. is I feel like the wily vaudevillian in Uncle Floyd has probably 70 years worth of dirty barroom fighting tricks that would be extremely hard for anyone to counter. Yeah, he played the piano all the time. I would say, let's say that. Let's say Uncle Floyd moves on, but this would definitely be a situation where there would be like, it would be on Sports Center, people showing like the cheap shots Floyd threw that the, uh, like just earlier today, Syracuse played a game that I watched where Jim Beheim is the longtime coach of Syracuse. His son plays on the team now. His son punched a guy in the stomach and the refs didn't blow the whistle. And it's been all over the sports news. It's like, Buddy Beheim punched a guy. Floyd is pulling off some dirty t- tricks. Upset first round, takes out Steve Vivian Stringer. But look, the Rutgers women's basketball team has always been good, but they always tend to, uh, falter in the tournament as it is you know they've oh they historically they always get really good rankings but they don't finish it so maybe it's on brand i have one important question about that game at any point in that game did anybody dip their hands in glue and then dip them in glass and start fighting on the court or no or did that not happen maybe we should say round one is straight fist fights round okay. two we will permit glue and glass and we'll see if that affects okay okay our next matchup <laughs> is uh 90s 
icon and to this day hilarious stand-up, Janine Garofalo, New Jersey native. Oh, I love her. Um, now, this is a 16 situation, 16 seed, right? You ever met her? Did you meet her? 16. Oh, she's great. She's so fucking oh. cool. She's like funny and such a space cadet and cool and kind and exactly what you want her to be. Oh, man. The best. Like one of the best to this day. And like so kind to comics who are younger than her. Like everything you... If there's a reason she helped invent like the alt indie comedy scene because she really is that person. So that's cool. That being said, we're talking about a death fight. She's also a tiny, tiny person. So death fights. I figure someone who's an outlier like this, I got to think of her more as a 15th. Janine Garofalo versus the pride of Brick City himself, Reggie Noble, Redman. Ah. Oh, come on. Fight to the death. Redman. I mean, I love Janine, but Redman takes his fight. Yeah, that's right? a totally terrible matchup. I don't know. I, okay, I, okay, wait. Uh, Mike D. Mike D's considering this. Redman. That's my vote. So I think we, we've we all met Redman before, and he is- I a, have not. I've met Method Man a number of times, but I've never met That's Red even Man. crazier. You guys have both met Redman? I've met Redman before. I mean, he used to just be hanging around- Nork for years, like you know, in between things, and he's a super nice guy, but he's a tiny, skinny, rangy man. He is not. Maybe you know it's different now, but I, I'm gonna go with Janine Garofalo. I think Janine Garofalo could take out Redman in a fight to the death. I would also go ahead and say there is a literal 100% chance that Redman shows up to this fight. High. Higher than the fucking Hindenburg right before it exploded, man. Oh, man. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm with Mike D. Early upset, Janine Garofalo beats Redman in a fight to the death. And I love Redman. Oh, me too. Love everything about the guy. Me too. I mean. But it's hard to see any New Jersey uh, icon be beaten by another New Jersey icon. That's the name of the game. I mean, think about what rounds two, three, and four of this are going to be like. Uh, congratulations to Janine, yeah, who's always been kind to me. Um, and and apologies to Redman, huge fan. I mean, Redman, dude, Redman has an album where he says the words, "If you're gonna be a monkey, be a gorilla." And I'm not sure what that means, but I know for a fact that the first time I heard it, I wanted to put my fucking fist through the drywall in the room I was in. Like, fuck yeah, like that motherfucker says some shit that I just hear, and I'm like, that is true. It is weird, and I'm not sure what you mean, but it's true. Okay, next matchup. This is one of our top seeds, I have to imagine, in the whole thing. Major League Baseball legend. Many people say that by the time his career is done, he will go down as the greatest baseball player in history over Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, etc. Mike Trout, South Jersey native. Um, Mike D, this one's going to be hard for you because unfortunate draw for someone you I mean, Mike Trout is one of the greatest athletes of all time. And unfortunately, I have a feeling you are going to somehow try to justify that he will lose to Patterson poet William Carlos Williams. Oh, come on. I got to vote Trout on this. But Mike D, I already see you trying to figure out how you can justify <laughs> William Carlos Williams beating Mike Trout to death. Well, William Carlos Williams' other career besides being a poet was he was a medical doctor. Mm. So I would say his knowledge of human anatomy is 
even when he's facing an athletically superior opponent like Mike Trout, would allow him to go right for the spot that would cause instant death. But Trout, being an athlete and being uh, you know in tune with his body, would know to defend those points of, of yeah. contact. That will go. I'm gonna lose this one. Yeah, he's fucking Trout's the winner. For you, hands down. I love that you're stepping up for the poet, Mike. I mean, this is the guy who said so much depends upon a red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside the white chickens, like. The only poem I've ever memorized in my life. He shows up to the Kumite with a wheelbarrow and says, I'm going to put you in this, Mike Trout. <laughs> and then Mike Trout just picks up a baseball bat and goes, there's literally no one in human history better at wielding this than me. Mike, Mike Trout, I mean, instantly and and brutally, just brutally. Crack. Beats William Carlos Williams to death. I, Although I, he could probably do it poetically and just hit him one time really good in the head and, and knock him out and then... Recite one of his own poems over him. It should occur on that bridge that goes over the Great Falls in Patterson, and the final blow poetically sends William Carlos Williams <laughs> flying over the falls, which I think he'd like. And his body, his body go, uh, gets submerged and never reemerges yeah. up ever again. Now, Mike D, you're the most well-read. I mean, maybe human I know, um, <laughs> let alone amongst us. Have you read the entire? Because Patterson, the poem Patterson, is an epic, right? It's like thousands and thousands of words long it's i mean it's have you, yeah i mean i have it downstairs it's have you you've read the whole thing yeah yeah i've read it twice i read it is it great it's it's fantastic yeah you just have to the first hour or so you read it it'll take you a little bit to wrap your head around the style that he's using but once you do it's just a really great long sort of treatise about what New Jersey was in that point of time. Huh. I mean, it's really about Patterson. And he, I know he meant, famously mentions the Ramapo Indians in it. Um, it's it's almost like a, he's almost telling you the history of the place, you know, in a spiritual way. Not to sound like a pretentious dick, but that's kind of what he's doing. This next matchup, this next matchup to me might be the most fascinating one. This is the one where I honestly don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> Round one matchup, Joe Pesci. Oof. He wins. Does he? Against Joe Piscopo. Against fucking Martha Stewart. Oh. Nutley's own. I mean, she's an ex-con. She's seen some shit. I know. Pesci's an actor, but he's a tough actor. Yeah. He's done some sick shit on camera, and you can't have... You can't do that as an actor if you don't have some sick shit in your brain. I think his reputation in the real world is just as bad. Joe Pesci is an actor, but he... He's like from the streets. He grew up in the the same neighborhood as my family. Like, you know, he used to come and say hi to my grandmother for years, even after he was famous. So... I think he does have legitimate tough guy credentials. Yeah, I wouldn't mess up. Oh, for sure. But Martha Stewart has, I mean, you don't get as successful as Martha Stewart did without having a fucking ice cold heart. True. She's corporately ruthless. I vote Martha on this. That with spatulas or without spatulas? This is just fists. I mean, if we had spatulas. I'm going with Joe Pesci, and I like Martha Stewart a lot. I like Martha Stewart a lot, too. But I didn't like her years ago. I like her more now this than one comes years down ago. To me. I mean, this is, I, we have to say, this is like a triple overtime battle. This has to be, I think this is the most neck and neck one we've discussed so far, I would say. No way. Yeah. She, he's, she's a, like pretty, she's not a small woman. She's like kind of tall. She's older now, too. I'm just saying. They're probably the same age, I bet. She's like as old as my mom. She's probably like 70-something years old. I don't give old. a fuck, man. Martha Stewart has fucking ice in her veins. Well, I know Joe Pesci's like an avid golfer. He's still getting out there. He's like, you know, active. 
Mike D, um, what's your vote? As much as I love Martha, I'm going with Joe Pesci on this one. Joe Pesci moves on. Yeah. Again, I just think he's... Uh, forget about it. Just an intimidation factor. Growing up on the streets of Essex he County. tells her to get her fucking shine box and shoves her in the trunk of a car. Joe Pesci moving on. Go get your saute pan. <laughs> okay, now this next one. We have someone who has a shocking amount of street knowledge. Some tragedy. Then we have somebody who has said more about fighting than maybe anyone else in the history of New Jersey, but who I don't know is a fighter. Whitney Houston, East Orange's own, the diva herself, against, this is what you can tell from my gleeful tone, this is one of my favorite matchups, Whitney Houston against Game of Thrones author George R.R. R. Martin. Oh, Whitney Houston. Mike D. I'm going to go with Whitney I go Whitney. Whitney sweeps this one. I mean, George Martin, like... He's, like, he, all out of shape. He's probably got heart disease and shit. Knows a lot about battle tactics and has studied them, but come on. I mean, Whitney. Whitney is fucking... That documentary showed... I was watching that documentary. I was like, right, she's Essex County. Like, she can sing prettier than anybody, but that's Essex County to the core. I mean, George R.R. R. Martin couldn't finish a book. He's not going to be able to finish a Kumite fight. Boom. Now, this next fight. Boom shakalaka. Not our most athletic matchup. Maybe one of the sadder fights to think about. Whack Packer from the Howard Stern Show, and I believe Jersey City <laughs> resident, maybe native, Beetlejuice. Everybody know who Beetlejuice is? Oh, Beetlejuice. Yes. Against New Jersey's favorite filmmaker, Kevin Smith. Oh my God! I mean, that's a sad fight. This is not a fun fight to watch. This is. I think this is an easy one because now Kevin Smith, right? He's vegan. He's in good good shape. Yeah, I. I think he had to have the surgery. About himself hiking Runyon Canyon every day on Instagram. Yeah. Well, maybe he does now, but it's probably after he had the surgery, like I did. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So we're saying Kevin Smith in the sweep. I'm going with Kevin. No, fucking Beetlejuice. Oh, Nick, you say Beetlejuice. Mike, are you saying Kevin Smith or no? I'm saying Kevin Smith. I say Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. If you hit Beetlejuice in the head, it's not going to affect him at all. <laughs> like he's probably been beaten up so many times in the street. Well, <laughs> I think he's extremely resilient. I think it's like a lot to take him down. The next matchup makes me sad in a way... That is hard for me to express. But you'll find a way. Well, the first person is someone who I really have a lot of love for and someone who I've met, actually worked with, who is like so lovely and exudes positive energy. Kelly Ripa. Oh, I like Kelly Ripa. Most known as daytime talk show host Kelly Ripa. Against former NBA player and current college golfer, Plainfield native J.R. Smith. This is oh, man. a tough matchup for Kelly Ripa, and everybody's everybody just made faces like their hearts are breaking at the at the thought of this. Okay, Kelly Ripa's relentless positivity versus J.R. Smith being an NBA level athlete. She's in like really good shape, though. She is. She is. So is J.R. I mean, dude, the fact that J.R. Smith retired from the NBA, then went back to college and became a golfer is one of the best, funniest things that's ever happened. Well, you have that much money, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You know? It's like a plot of a Rodney Dangerfield movie. It's back to school, man. He's going to do the triple Lindy. He's going to do the triple Lindy. Wouldn't you if you could? Go back to school? No. Fuck school. 
I would definitely go back to college. You would? If I win the lottery, I'm going to go back to college again. Have fucking fun, man. Me and Mike D both fled school. I'm actually going to go to college this time. Mike D, the way you and I both ended our school experiences was akin to... Like, like you literally came by my house. You were like, help me pack. And we were like throwing shit in a car and you drove and I didn't see you for like two years. Yes, guy. School did not agree with me ever from the time I was about 10 on. I'm not really a school person. Yeah, but you excelled in it. True. Look, we all have a lot of love for Kelly Ripa, but I think we all can also admit that J.R. Smith in this contest, round one, blazes. Well, you're the one that pitted each other. It was really, honestly, I was just slotting names in and not even looking who was who until afterwards. But are we all in agreement, J.R. Smith? I just had the best bologna sandwich ever. Yes, J.R. Smith. Yeah, I mean, I've, for work, I've seen J.R. play pickup, and he is a physical monster. Yeah. He's a huge, strong man. He's, he's He was both a high-level NBA player and something of a head case, and an Akumite, those two things. He's He's got to be one of the front runners for the whole thing out of the names we've heard so far. Him and Mike Trout, right? You, you think athletes first. Um. But let's go on to our next one because I want to make sure we at least we got it. If anyone listens to this and they're like, they're like Mike T is always around all these fucking famous crazy people. Yeah, it's Hollywood Gethard, and there's fucking Nikki Bonaduce. Like, the man of the what the fuck? That's the man of the people. Yeah, we at least got to get to the final four, and then maybe we let the patrons I have vote. no exposure. We're gonna get through as much as we can. If we get to the finals, we get to the finals. But we're at least getting to the final four. So let's keep it going. Next round, this randomly broke down with two actors, two of New Jersey's actors. Just the fucking goddess herself. You know who I'm going to say. Meryl Streep. Ooh, I love Meryl Streep. Against South Orange Native and the guy who wrote the movie Garden State, Zach Braff. Oh, fuck Zach Braff. Meryl Streep all the way. Are we all in agreement, fuck Zach Braff? I think just on intimidation factor alone, Meryl Streep gets this. Meryl Streep. I think that one's... Yeah, and she's awesome. Like, you're going to come at me on Meryl Streep? She wins two People's Choice Awards and an Oscar for her performance in this fight. In the Kumite, they call her Meryl Streep. (laughs) Now, I just realized, again, I just randomly threw names. I did not sit here and plot who was against two, but I just realized this next one, a fascinating matchup. I think I know how it's going to go. But it's also a round one battle of perhaps two of the most legendary Norkers of all time. Someone who's going to be easily one of the top seeds in this tournament, Shaquille O'Neal. Got Shaq. Oh, yeah. He's going to win. Against another Nork legend, though. He might not be the physical specimen Shaq is. And I've met Shaq. I've met a bunch of NBA players because I did. I acted in a couple commercials for the NBA on ESPN. So I met Carmelo Anthony, Paul Pierce. Dwight Howard, uh, Baron Davis. Dude, Shaq was there. Insane. Being near Shaq uh, made, like, even being around all the yeah. other NBA players, when you are around Shaq, it is a physical sensation where you're like, oh, I am in the presence of a, like, he, like, superhuman. Literally, Bible stories are written, like, clearly, oh, Goliath was someone who was, like, Shaq size, and that's how you write a story that lasts 2,000 years. Like, he has that mental effect. Shaq versus. That's awesome. Please say Sharp James. Philip Roth. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Philip Roth is the author of uh, Goodbye Columbus, Portnoy's Complaint, The Human State, oh, yeah, Plot Against blah, America. Blah, blah. What do we think here? I think this is like the... I don't know what he looks like. I gotta look at him. The Mike Tyson version of the Kumite. It lasts six seconds. Yes. 
This is a one punch knockout. And Shaq doesn't even use, he doesn't he uses an open hand. Oh yeah, no, this guy would be creamed. <laughs> and yeah, one open handed shot. This poor guy would be creamed. Okay, That's this not is even a fair. one punch knockout. Shaq instantly Done. murders. <laughs> he just looks at him hard and he collapses. Now this next one, I almost feel like Mike D is just going to single handedly decide. Although I don't know, Camden's own. Leaves of grass, he'll hand you your ass. It's Walt Whitman, Mike D. <laughs> oh, Walt Whitman wins. In a first-round matchup with former Newark mayor, current New Jersey senator, and uh, something of a superhero saving people from fires, shoveling their walks for them, Cory Booker. Oh. Cory Booker versus Walt Whitman in a fight to the death. Who wins? I want Walt Whitman to beat the shit out of Cory Booker, okay? Why That's what I want. Why do hate Cory Booker so much, man? Because he's a fucking phony. Fuck him. Everyone we talk to on this show Fuck has you, Cory Booker. Feelings. I like Cory Booker a lot. I like Cory Booker, too. But who wins in a fight between him and Walt but Whitman? I'll tell you why Walt Whitman wins. Wow, Walt Whitman. He's like an avid outdoorsman. And he served in the Civil War. He's a He was a tough, he was a roughneck. He was a nurse in the Civil War. Cory Booker yeah. played football at Stanford. Fucks football at Stanford. Oh, I played football at Stanford. Okay. Like, oh, I was like uh, cutting guys' gangrened arms off with a hot piece of iron. Yeah, I'm going to go with that guy every day. Okay, Walt Whitman <laughs> takes it. Now, again, I did not sit around plotting these, but the next three. We have three more round one matchups, and we'll at least get through uh, round two in the course of this episode, and we're over 33 minutes in. We're not stopping till we get to the end. We, uh, you you want to go down to number one or yes. final four? If we get to final four, we might, we might be able to call it there. Now, listen, the last three matchups make me laugh so hard. And again, I, they weren't like randomized, I would, but I was not plotting them, just throwing them out. James Gandolfini. I mean. Against. But this is one of those matchups that feels like an 8-9 matchup, like evenly matched. James Gandolfini versus Glenn Danzig. Fight to the death. Oh, Glenn Danzig will beat the crap out of him. Gandolfini all day. <sighs> Why? Gandolfini's Tony fucking Soprano, man. Yeah, but he's Glenn not Danzig's really Tony like Soprano. Four foot eleven, Nick. Have and, you ever seen him in and real James life? Gand- yeah, but James Gandolfini had a bad ticker and died at like fucking fifty five. Like fucking Man Mountain, dude. No, he's James not. He was Gandolfini- heavy. Dude, James Gandolfini's shoulders are fucking as wide as a Buick. When he was a younger man, he was huge. I've yeah, seen Glenn Danzig, man. He had to perform on fucking stilts. All right, so take if you're going to take Primo, if uh, both at each at their prime fighting each other. Now, this is the biggest, he might have the reach biggest on, but, disagreement. But Danzig is like out of his fucking mind. Like, So how the fuck is he going to fight against him? Okay, anyway, this is the biggest round one fight we have had. I am I am all about Gandolfini winning. And I love I love James Gandolfini. I, I think I Dan I would love to see Danzig go far in this tournament. I think he had just got a really bad draw on a bad matchup for him. But Mike D, as always, playing it cool and quiet in the corner while other people get way too emotional. Who wins this one? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be extremely objective here. I have met James Gandolfini. I have met Glenn Danzig. And I think if this were to actually be a Kumite, I have to go with Glenn Danzig. What? Look, he's probably been hit in the head so many fucking times, it wouldn't even affect him. I'm Just telling like you. Beetlejuice. He, isn't he a notoriously tiny man? I don't think it matters. He is, but he's jacked. And also, yeah, he's jacked, if dude. you said to me, you either have to, me, fight James Gandolfini 
or Glenn Danzig, I would much rather fight James Gandolfini because Glenn wow. Danzig is the kind of person that I think would try to bite your ear off. Wow. Okay. We got. He's just got that fighter spirit in him. Two more. Oh my god! And the best thing about this episode is you guys now. It's like the round two matchups. You kind of know, but you certainly have forgotten. And some of them are so good. Round one, though, we have two left. Livingston native George Costanza actor Jason Alexander versus it's an Essex County battle versus East Orange native the queen herself Queen Latifah Queen Latifah versus Jason Alexander Queen Latifah oh the queen oh Queen Latifah she's badass I love her to death too really oh, she's, she's awesome. awesome Queen Latifah murders Jason Alexander right this, yeah definitely I think this is also a quick People ask for for ticket refunds yeah. for this match. The queen just comes out. Yeah, they're and, like, "Boo! Why did I pay for the pre no, pay per view?" Which should have known going in. People want to see Queen Ladiva beat up George Costanza, no matter how quick it is. That's worth your money, man. George Costanza tries to say something <laughs> funny, and before he even finishes it, it's <laughs> the queen knocks it out of his mouth. It's done. Final matchup of round one is one of the most difficult ones for me to know what happens here. This is one of the most difficult ones, man. WWE superstar, the guy who had flames on his head, Asbury Park native, Bam Bam Bigelow. You guys remember Bam Bam Bigelow? Ooh, love Bam Bam. Sure. Yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow. Against, I mean, we had to put him in here. I said number one seed had to be Bruce, but on the opposite end of the bracket, Bam Bam Bigelow versus John Bon Jovi. Oh, come on, Bam Bam. All the way. I don't what? John Bon Jovi can't afford any level of training. Doesn't matter. He's already probably training in six different martial arts with the fucking top masters in the world. Who the fuck cares? You just go in there and you rip his fucking fake hair right off his head. I think Bon Jovi. Bam Bam will just like land on him and smother him. But Bam Bam was a big giant guy who was, I mean, but he, he could move for a big, for a big guy he could move. Yeah, so there's no question. I feel like... You know I'm always going to go against John Bon Jovi as much as I love him. I love Bam Bam to death, but I go Bon Jovi on this. Mike D, I think a lot of these are You're always going to come down to you being the Again, also, Nick, can you say, this is sort of what it was like driving around in a car with our crew in high school. <laughs> a bunch of people yelling at each other, and then Mike D finally being like, all right, look, and then just breaking it down. True or false? Yes. And then we just tell Mike D to go fuck himself. And then we all go to a diner. And then, and then we, we all go, go to, a to a diner. Mike D, final round one matchup, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Slippery When Wet, John Bon Jovi. Bam Bam, motherfucker. If, you, if it had been Richie Sambora, I might have done it, but I'm going to have to go with Bam Bam Bigelow. I mean, he does have flames yeah, tattooed on his head and is a professional, was a professional wrestler. He's gigantic. He's just huge. You know, he did also once save a bunch of kids from a house fire. He ran in. He had burns all over his body. Wasn't that The Outsiders? It was also Bam Bam Bigelow's real life, which they probably based The Outsiders on. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, everybody stretch. <laughs> take a deep breath. We are... 39 minutes in. All the names have been revealed, so that adrenaline rushes over. So round two. Oh, my God. Let's continue. Try to move quick because we want to get up to at least a final four. We might even complete the whole thing. Mother. We're going to uh, do it the same style. So Bruce Springsteen defeated Artie Lang. Lauren Hill defeated Joyce Kilmer. And this now means that Bruce Springsteen and Lauren Hill round two fight to the death. Whoa, that's crazy. That's a good matchup, though. These round two matchups are sick. They're fucking sick, man, in the fucking head. They're fucking low. This is where it gets good. I don't know. Man, I don't know. Lauren Hill, I hate to say it, as much as I love. Even though he's older, he's still tough. I don't know. Uh, it's just got long arms. 
telling you, don't fuck with people like long reach. It hits you from fucking six feet away. Like, who are you leaning on this one? Ah, I always say about Carson. Don't fucking fight with Carson. He's got long arms. This is a really tough one. You know what? It hits you from fucking six feet away. I'm going to go with Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. I think Lauren Hill in the sweep. I think... Bruce would be trying to like expound on stuff and get too poetic and she would just be like, ready or not, here I come. Exactly. She comes into the ring. She's like, ready or not. And this will be extremely controversial, but the best Lauren Hill album is by far better than the best Bruce album. Get out of town. Come at me. Fucking, that's it. Come on. The, The miseducation of Lauren Hill, I've said this on the show before, is one of the five greatest albums ever recorded hands down better than pet sounds Mike T it's in the same I put it in the same it is awesome category as pet sounds absolutely I mean it's just it is awesome I'm not arguing that insane it is awesome I mean when we did the live show where I did Fuji's karaoke first of all I was so scared of getting electrocuted that I somehow crushed that song to a degree that no one in the crowd could believe and I couldn't believe you killed that also though you're just like god fucking damn it is this a good fun song yeah that was good okay round two continues Ooh, another great matchup. So, Judy Bloom made her way past Danny DeVito. We were iffy. This was clearly a tough fight. She probably took some damage. Uncle Floyd made his way past C. Vivian Stringer. Now, we, so we've got two dark horses. I mean, the fact that either Judy Bloom or Uncle Floyd is going to make it through to round three <laughs> is like unexpected. Nobody would have bet money on that. But who's it going to be? Judy Bloom. Versus Uncle Floyd. I'm going to say Uncle Floyd is going to take Judy Bloom. I think Judy Bloom. I think Judy Bloom has probably taken care of herself better than Uncle Floyd has. Now, nah. once again, yeah, but I'm telling you, I think he he can take a punch better. You know, I'm gonna, and he's a he's a vaudevillian, like you know. Yeah, that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with as much that factor that Mike said is huge. Like that's uh, as much as I love Judy Bloom, I'm gonna side with Uncle Floyd here because I just think. 70 years of performing in bar rooms makes gives you a certain kind of toughness that cannot be recreated other ways. Okay, okay. So Uncle Floyd will go to our Elite Eight. <laughs> now, this is, okay. Every once in a while in the NCAA tournament, you have some team that'll be, it'll be, you know, like some little team, like Gulf Coast, like Florida Gulf Coast We'll just keep winning games somehow. People will be like, where'd this scrappy little school come from? And then they'll all of a sudden have to go up against like UNC, right? Or Baylor, like a powerhouse. Janine Garofalo miraculously survived round one. And now she has to face Major League Baseball legend Mike Trout. Oh. Janine Garofalo versus Mike Trout in a fight to the death. Why would we just say Mike Trout's going to win this in the end? In Janine's favor, she did once play a Medieval Times waitress in a movie mm-hmm. in Cable Guy. That's so true. I feel like she might have more knowledge about hand-to-hand fighting than we suspect. That being said, I think I'm with Nick. Mike Trout wins this one. I'm going to go with Janine then. Just to get it on record? Yeah, I'm I'm team Janine here. Let's then just say that in this in this game, that means that Janine, uh, you know, put up a fight that nobody could believe. The world was rooting for her. Uh, the ratings were through the roof. CBS was so happy that they had the rights to this broadcast. But Mike Trout did win in the end after a scare, after a real upset scare. Now this next fight, another Essex County battle. Holy shit. How do you even decide this? 
Joe Pesci versus Whitney Houston in a fight to the death? That's a good fight. Good fight, right? Yeah. This is the... They're both like Newarkers, right? Is is Whitney Houston Newark or East Orange? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Maybe she's EO, yeah. I think she grew up in East Orange and sang in a church in Newark, if I remember yeah, correctly. EO. Wow, that gives her even more street cred. You think EO gets you even more street cred than Newark, Nikki? Yeah. Ill Town. Joe Pesci versus Whitney Houston. I mean, all of us are flummoxed on this. I'm going to go with Whitney. I think they're evenly matched, but this comes down to fire. Nikki Bonaduce? Just physical, physical stance, I think. Sounds like Nikki. Sounds like you're voting Whitney as well. I don't know. I got to think about this. Go ahead. You want to finish it? Or I'll, I'll go for her. Go with uh, Nick. What are you eating? I'm eating a bologna sandwich. I'm so, I got COVID. I'm so fucking hungry. I can't explain it. I won't, I won't even get mad at you. And do yourself a favor. Don't ever buy fucking shit house low sodium fucking bologna. I don't know why I did it. Joe Pesci here with the Houston, Nick. I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> I'm going to go... <laughs> we are far Sorry. off topic. Joe Pesci. Ooh, so it's one and one. Comes down to me this time. Comes down to you, man. Joe Pesci and I will always love you, but you do not win this fight. Whitney Houston does. The bodyguard, baby. Oh. Whitney Houston. I mean, she's just... Plus, I had to sing that stupid fucking song last time. Yeah, you did get electrocuted relentlessly. Like, the whole time I had that on, it was shocking. Your veins were, like, popping out of your neck because you were getting shocked so much. <laughs> it was scary. It was wild. You also... You were electrocuted so much that it looked like you became immune to it, but physically you started to transform like the Hulk. It was weird. <laughs> you weren't reacting to the electrocutions in any way except like veins popping out. It just there. numbed my whole head at one point. Yeah, I had to like, my body was just fighting the electrical shock at that point. I had no idea what was coming out of my mouth. You guys, this next round two battle, I don't know how the fight will be. I will say the marketing has written itself beautifully. It's a battle of the Smiths. <laughs> Kevin versus JR. <laughs> is it the clerk himself? Is it Silent Bob, the mall rat? Does he chase Amy all the way over to the fucking victory? Or does JR Smith take this one? I want to vote <sighs> Kevin, but JR has got this. Mm. JR Smith, Mike, and Nikki Bonaduce, your vote. I need to see physical. Remember JR in a couple years ago? Oh, JR Smith, yeah. He's fucking. He has some rage, man. He attacked like a clerk in the subway around the corner from, oh, yeah. from Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> now, this next fight. Holy shit. Meryl Streep oh. now has to take on Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, man. I hate to see Meryl Streep go down, but I'll go with Shaquille. I'll go with Meryl. I'm voting Meryl on this one. You can just like go like this, cross your head. I'm going to say something crazy here. I remember when Shaq got in a fight with Charles Barkley and Charles Barkley fucking threw a basketball right off his dome. <laughs> Miraculous upset. The Cinderella story. This is like when Stephen Curry was at Davidson and just went on a blaze through the tournament. That's when everybody found out who Steph Curry was. Huge upset, everybody. Shaq takes it for granted. Oh. Shaq comes in a little out of shape like he would do at the beginning of some NBA seasons. <laughs> Meryl Streep has taken down Shaq. Meryl Streep. I'm happy Meryl advanced, but I don't think in reality that that would happen. Yeah, I mean, I doubt. Even if he was like, even if he was like drunk and like 400 pounds. Like... I, yes, I think in reality Meryl Streep <laughs> could not beat Shaquille O'Neal in a fist fight. I'm, we're on the same page. But for our purposes here tonight, I think it's okay. I'm sorry I think for it's being okay. literal for a moment. What's wrong with me? Imagine that. What's I thinking? 
I love you. I've never <laughs> loved you more than I have as you eat shit house bologna and tell me that Shaq actually in a physical altercation, Shaq has the advantage over Meryl Shaq. I'm not on any I'm not like I literally had one shot of vodka in my tea, that was it, and I had a half a cigarette, so I'm proud of myself. I gotta just watch Mike D's face when I put this out here because I feel like it's gonna cause him pain to have to choose logic over pain between Walt Whitman. Walt Whitman. Nick, you say Walt Whitman kills Glenn Danzig in a fight to the death? Yes, yes. I think I'm gonna go with Walt Whitman, and the reason is I'm gonna go with. You can't understand that argument, but you can understand the argument between fucking Meryl Streep and Shaquille O'Neal. So I don't want to. Camden versus Lodi. But you said Gandolfini. Gandolfini couldn't beat Danzig, but Walt Whitman can. I don't care because I think Walt Whitman's probably always in shape. Number one, he was an avid outdoorsman, and like Glenn Danzig probably could have like. You know, be like, hey, Glenn, look, there's a bird behind you and fucking like punched him in the throat or something. Mike T, your logic on this one. Walt Whitman, like he was in the Civil War. <laughs> if you survive the Civil War, yeah, enough, I think that gives say. you a level of toughness that someone who played in punk bands from Lodi, it just cannot match. He's never going to give up in a kumite. How about this? You fought in the Civil War and you survived. Exactly. You made it out the other end. And didn't die from some terrible disease. Our final fight of round two, I would pay good money. I'd pay good money to sit in the cheap seats. Okay. I'd, I'd go over a hundred bucks for like the nosebleeds on this. How fucking amazing would it be to see Queen Latifah get in a fucking fist fight with Bam Bam Bigelow? That would probably be really, that's a tough one. That's one of the that would be one of the greatest fights of all time. Oh, my God. Queen Latifah versus Bam Bam Bigelow? Wow. I don't know. Man, that's they're two big people. What happens here? Uh, Queen Latifah may or may not be in better shape than Bam Bam, but Bam Bam has the wrestling experience, so he knows how to throw his weight around. This is a tough one. I don't... Man. My, my brain goes to that they decide to not fight and they fall in love with each other and have gigantic children together. Uh, yeah. Power couple. Gonna breed linebackers. Absolute power couple, but I think I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with Bam Bam Bigelow. Go with Queen Latifah only because rapper, actor, entrepreneur. She's proven her versatility in so many ways on top of just being a fucking powerhouse. I vote Queen Latifah, which means this all comes down to Nikki Bonaduce's vote. I'm going to say Bam Bam is washed up. Queen Latifah is a little younger and comes from the streets too. I'm going to go with Queen Latifah, I have to say. Wow. Yeah, it's a tough one. As much as I like Bam Bam. Bam Bam's also dead. Yeah, I know. Bam that doesn't matter. Dead. Well, do we factor in him being a zombie or he's like alive Bam Bam Bigelow? Well, if he was a zombie, then he'd win. Oh my God, zombie Bam Bam. If there's one person who I would be... Like, I'd be scared if I met any zombie. If I met zombie Bam Bam Bigelow and he was in the flame outfit. Are they those fast zombies or are they like those slow zombies? Dude, if Bam Bam Bigelow was a zombie and they're fast zombies and he's faster than he was in the ring. If it's like that movie 30 Days After. Dude, Bam Bam was that big and he was doing fucking cartwheels and moonsaults and shit. Zombie Bam Bam Bigelow is one of the scariest thoughts like ever. Zombie Bam Bam Bigelow. Zombie and Andre the Giant. Do you know like he used to drink like... A keg of beer. A fucking keg of beer like it was nothing. Yeah. He could drink. He could take down two of those jugs of boost without any mixer. And he'd be fine. <laughs> I don't know about that. Wow. We are down to our elite eight. 
these battles, we've had a couple Cinderella stories of people who have snuck through that I never saw coming. Is this when we move to a new venue? I think this round of the Kumite occurs on the bridge with the Trenton makes the world take sign and everyone's fighting right above the neon. And so when they fall to their death, it's... It'll be like Street Fighter. Yeah. Do you see their silhouette in front of the sign? For the Elite Eight, we shift things down to Trenton. I like that. It's a bridge theme. Under the Bayonne Bridge to start this time. Yeah, we block. We got two cars blocking each side of that Trenton Bridge and you throw each other over the neon. Okay. Are we ready? Refresh, of course. Everybody's sitting here racking their brain, including Mike D and Bonaduce. Who were the first two? We've got Lauren Hill in a fight to the death okay. with Uncle Floyd, who moves on to the final four. I hate to say it's Uncle Floyd, but Lauren Hill's going to beat you on this one. I'm going to go with Lauren Hill. I think uh, I think she takes out Uncle Floyd. I think this is where Uncle Floyd's wiles finally fail. Yeah, he's just going to bow out. Yeah, I, I mean, we all love Floyd here, but... I, I'm surprised that he's already like he should show nothing, but he already he already beat both Judy Bloom and C. Vivian Stringer to death. The C. Vivian Stringer one, a lot of people would say, is an upset. <laughs> Kudos to Uncle Floyd on a fantastic performance, but he is tossed off the Trenton makes world takes bridge and Lauren Hill. The final shot is just Uncle Floyd's hat floating below the bridge and a couple of like tack <laughs> piano chords playing. <laughs> <laughs> you just, yeah, just and then forevermore for hundreds of years, they say if you stand on the banks of that river, you just hear faintly, "I'm from New Jersey and I'm proud. I love the garden." And the echo of a piano playing. I heard him on a kids' album the other day, um, singing this crazy song. Anyway, this next fight might be the. Oh my God, we got some good fights. Mike Trout wins. Sure about that? Because he's up against Whitney motherfucking Houston. I don't know if anybody can stop Mike Trout. I mean, he's the best. He is arguably the best of all time in one of the major sports in America. But if anybody's going to fucking put a knife in his throat. Great physical athlete, but she's got the crazy factor. So that's a tough one. Anybody's going to put a blade in his fucking throat. Mm. It's Whitney Houston. This is. I'm going to go Mike Trout. Maybe the hardest one yet. This is a kumite. I'm going to go Whitney Houston. Because I think that. I think that aggression counts for a lot. And I think professional athletes tend to control their aggression because you have to, to be an a-, a professional athlete. I'm also going to say this. Look, Mike Trout, I mean, Mike Trout probably gets like his knees treated in hyperbaric chambers after every game. Like these modern athletes do this crazy shit, right? Like he's probably getting all these fucking like- Probably got shot up before the Kumite. He probably gets shot up with all kinds of good shit. He's got world-class doctors who work on him all the time. So he's a physical specimen, but there's an element of that in which you are also pampered. Now, I'm not trying to make light of Whitney Houston's story because it's a very sad story, but let's think about this. The street-ass shit that Whitney Houston was still doing when she was fucking, like, number one on the charts many times over, this was someone who had multiple chart-topping hits who was still getting arrested for, like, Straight up, like, taking off her heels and taking out her earrings and fucking Bobby Brown up in the fucking streets. You know what I mean? Like, Whitney Houston was on top of the world. Like, Mike Trout might be a little pampered at this point. Whitney Houston said, fuck you, don't pamper me. I'll fucking go street on you and did it. I also think in the upset, slight upset, I think Whitney Houston moves on to our final four. Uh, I want the Trout. The greatest love of all. J.R. Smith. Meryl Streep. <laughs> J.R. Smith. Former New York Knicks shooting guard. 
amongst other teams, J.R. Smith. I'm going with J.R. here. Versus the Devil Wears Prada star, <laughs> Meryl Streep. I think the Cinderella run is over, Meryl. Yeah. I bow down to you. You're the best at what you do. Yeah. But I think J.R. Smith, right? Are we all in agreement? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with J.R. here. Wow. This is... This is Oh, because he can use a golf club as a weapon now as well. Okay, congratulations to J.R. Smith for making the final four of our first ever celebrity New Jersey death match. Oh, my goodness, the final Elite Eight matchup. It's the ones at the bottom that are always so good. Walt Whitman, <laughs> Blaze, the poet, blazing his way into the Elite Eight, and now he goes head-to-head with Queen Latifah. Oof. Do you think that this would actually, Shh. instead of a physical fight, they'd both come out on the Kumite platform and begin and begin reciting verses versus each other? Holy shit! Either that, or they both they hit each other at the same time and, and kill each other simultaneously. It's a draw. Now, and Mike, you're a big Walt Whitman fan, right? I'm a huge Walt Whitman fan. I believe you have like major passages memorized. I've heard you just drop Walt Whitman into conversation at times. I do. <laughs> I could drop anything from any author or poet so that's <laughs> I do have some Walt Whitman memorized <laughs> that's why I think he I'm gonna go with Walt Whitman here because I think they'll come out and agree that this is actually gonna turn into a battle of rhymes <laughs> and as great of an MC as the Queen is I think Walt Whitman's got more depth there and he would take out the Queen yeah he's an OG Bonaduce, what's your vote Oof. I'm, as you know, through this entire thing, I've been a big supporter of Walt Whitman. And I'm, I'm not letting him go down now. Plus, I'm looking at old pictures of him when he was like younger instead of just being the old man with the white beard. And he looks kind of like rough. Looks like a tough dude. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a he was a tough guy. Seen some shit. Wow, Walt Whitman takes out Queen Latifah. I mean, Queen Latifah, nothing to be ashamed of in this in this Kumite battle of of death fights. I mean, and I would never ever want to fight her at dude, all. Dude, to take out. I mean, Jason Alexander was a warm-up match, but to take out Bam Bam Bigelow in a fight to the death, holy shit, you got nothing but nothing. You can go home. I mean, you can't. You've been beaten in a death fight, but uh, you can be proud of it. Now, we've got our final four. Do we end it here and, and turn it to the people, or do we... I think we maybe keep going. Maybe one more round, get to yeah. the final two. I think we keep going. How can we stop now? Let's get to our final two and then let the people decide on Patreon. How's that decide? How's that sound? Is there a sports book for this? Yeah, my fever subsided. I'm I'm somewhat lucid. We're good. Yeah, Nick, a fascinating <laughs> episode where Nick's COVID fever has been and strangely, I've been like, unbelievably uh, <laughs> hungry. I don't know why. Uh, unpredictable. I've eaten two bologna sandwiches during this. You, yeah, you like uh, moments where you're like, hold on, <laughs> I need to take off half my clothes. I'm too hot. Hold on, I got to eat bologna right now. Just all these weird COVID compulsions. Yeah. And you're rocking the Sammy's Romanian shirt. I wish I still had mine. That place is so good. The best. We're going to get it down to the final two, and then we will turn it over to the people, and we will let people on the Patreon vote for who wins ultimately. It's been a joy and an honor to honor all 32 of our entrants. Four are left standing. Two shall face off. You, the people, shall decide by joining up at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. I'm sure there will be people with comments oh, yeah. about places where we fucked up, fights where we mm. uh, pushed the wrong person through. You can leave comments on the Patreon. You can call us at 973-780-4660. We want to hear it. But for now, we got to get from four to two. This first battle is one that almost breaks my heart to say, but it also would be a fight. I mean, 
you think of the great fighters in the history of this world in all sorts of disciplines. And this would be a fight that I think any of them would say, holy shit, how's that going to go? <laughs> Lauren Hill. Oh. Whitney Houston. The ultimate Jersey diva battle. Yeah, diva, diva. Who stays standing on that one? It's like, and this is where like seniority really kind of comes into play with the divaism. I think it's tough because Lauren Hill. Two Essex County legends. Yeah, but I'm saying like Lauren Hill's like the younger. Two pop culture legends. Like Whitney like made the way for all. Whitney Houston was a trailblazer for sure. You know what I mean? So like Lauren, Lauren might have some reservations about having to fight to the death with her. For sure. But it would be her way to like, you know, make her mark in history forever. So I'm going to go with Lauren Hill. That's my argument. And Nick votes Lauren Hill. I vote Whitney Houston. Mm. I get it. It's a tough one. This is a tough one. And now that the Kumite has moved to the top of the Pulaski Skyway, and <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, Lauren Hill and, wow. and Whitney Houston are on top of there. Wow. This really pains me to say this, but I think I have to go with Whitney Houston here. I think... Why, Mike? Why? I think there is just an internal, unquenchable rage inside Whitney Houston <laughs> that would... That makes her nearly unbeatable in, in any type of contest. <laughs> I will say out of everybody we've named right now, like when I sit here and go out of all these Jersey legends, who would I want to fight? Like over and over again, I'm sitting here going, no way. I would never want to be in a fight with Whitney Houston. Would you rather fight Lauren Hill? No way. I'd rather fight Shaq than Whitney Houston, honestly, than Whitney Houston. Maybe. I don't know. But what I do know is we have one more battle to decide. One of our professional athletes is still standing. Mike Trout got taken out. Shaq got taken out. Bam Bam Bigelow got taken out. J.R. Smith has defeated <laughs> Kelly Ripa. I think he had it easy. Yeah, he had easy. Kevin Smith and Meryl Streep on the way to this final four. Some might say that was an easy path for some for this someone of the stature of J.R. Smith. That's a pretty easy path. So he's still fresh. He's got a lot of gas in his tank. Now, <laughs> Walt Whitman <laughs> took out Corey Booker, a former Fuck yeah. D1 football player. He took out Danzig, who's Jacks, and he took out Queen Latifah. So he might be spent. The injuries might be piling up, but he's also battle-hardened. Walt Whitman versus J.R. Smith in a battle to the death. Who will face Whitney Houston in the finals of our first ever <laughs> New Jersey celebrity deathmatch tournament? <laughs> Walt Whitman versus J.R. Smith. I I will tell you one thing that I did not expect to say when I filled out this bracket was Walt Whitman in the final four. Never expected Walt Whitman to win round one. I can't even think of a good argument for either side. Dude, Shaq isn't standing. Mike Trout isn't standing. Walt Whitman is. God bless Walt Whitman, man. I'm going with Walt Whitman. You are. Based on the whole Civil War thing. I think that gives him more cred than anybody else. That really won you over early on? Okay. Nikki Bonaduce votes Walt Whitman. He's going to come out with a bayonet and run him through. Mike D. I think Walt Whitman's philosophy on life is going to pull him through this battle, you know, battle. I think, right, he's the guy of it avails not time nor place distance it avails not i'm with you men and women of a generation or ever so many generations hence that alone is gonna in my mind makes walt whitman the winner here because as much as i love jr 
he doesn't have that same connection to the generations of people. I think Walt Whitman is fighting for every person that's ever been put upon in New Jersey. He's on the top of the Pulaski Skyway and he's going to give it every single thing that he's got. Wow. Wow. We started with 32. A hell of a list. Redman, Joe Pet, George R. R. Martin, Beetlejuice, Meryl Streep. <laughs> so many others who fell along the way. And here at the end of this bloody battle that spanned three bridges... Your final two victors who will face off. Under the Driscoll Bridge. <laughs> May both of them rest in peace. Whitney Houston. Whitney versus Whitman. Walt Whitman. I think that's a perfect place. The poster writes itself. Now, our dear listeners, we leave it to you. Walt Whitman versus Whitney Houston. <laughs> it, your votes will decide it. A poll will be going up on our Patreon as soon as this episode is posted. We're going to ask you, please do not vote. Until you have listened to the entire episode and you've heard the logic of all this, it's up to you. Whitney Houston or Walt Whitman, who will be the champion at the end of this March Madness? Only one shall survive. You let us know who it is. Patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. Wow. I mean, I'm blown away. Bonaduce, Mike D, how are you feeling at the end of this tournament? I feel exhausted, inspired, so many emotions. Yeah. I'm super excited about the undercard for this match too, which is Ian Zeering versus Sharp James, <laughs> which I think is also going to be a great, a really great uh, opener for... For Whitney versus Whitman. I'm going Sharp James, even though Ian Zeering's from West Orange. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Ian, Ian Zeering and Sharp James. Well, I, th- I heard Sharp James has uh, Joe, D- Joe Diaz as cut man, so... Joe Diaz going to put something in his drink. You don't know what kind of shenanigans are going to be there. Give him a little extra pep. <laughs> Get him hopped up. All right, everybody, go vote. Patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. I hope you've gotten some laughs out of this. I hope you have some strong opinions. 973-780-4660. Join the Patreon. Let us know. Peace. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. My God. Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the world. New Jersey is the world is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Cobb, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Cop, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the world, where New Jersey 